Welcome to the Super Divorce Supercast. Thank you for tuning in. This is the intro to the show. I'm Nick. I'm Bender. Nicholas. And Benderus. Zachary. Yeah. We talked about Zachary. I wish I was Zachariah sometimes. You could go by Zachariah. I, I, People shorten their names all the time, but no one ever extends them. <laughs> <laughs> I could be the first. You could. Start a new trend. We're going to talk about stuff today on the show, like yeah. uh, traveling and listening to different things, and we're going to talk about um, Bayonetta. Yeah, we'll talk about Bayonetta. We talk about Rob Zombie's 31. Video games. We talk about other video games besides yeah. Bayonetta. Uh, we talk about Cincy Comic Con. Talk about Haunted Attractions. And how, much like last week where most people don't want to bang your kid, people also don't want to bang you. Yeah. When we talk about that. Right. And it's okay. And it's okay to tell to somebody accept. they're pretty. And to accept the compliment. Yeah. You should be proud. Yeah. Instead of just assuming that people want to fuck you, because guess what? They probably don't. And even if they did, as long as they don't act on it, right? You're That's fine. That's still good. Yeah, just let it happen. Someone said the rapist. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're not supporting that. Not even a little bit. It's just, if someone wants to fuck me, um, you know, I appreciate the sentiment is what yeah. I'm what I'm getting at here. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, just don't do anything about it, right? You but know? you can tell me, yeah. Right. Say, hey, you look good enough to fuck. So we talk about that a little bit, and and some other things, I'm sure. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, uh, this is, we are super divorce, of course, of course. <laughs> so make sure that you follow us and support our other endeavors, like uh, what we're doing on on Twitter uh, at Super Divorce, on Snapchat, just called Super Divorce. There on Instagram, we are Super Divorce Band, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Super Divorce. And also look up the Divorce Club on Facebook and join yeah, that. Join that shit. Because we're always posting and trying to keep a good community yep. vibe going. Yep, yep. Keep people involved and interested. Did you mention the website too? Check out superdivorceme.com. Superdivorceme.com. And if uh, if you want to, you should, should want to, if you go to superdivorceme.com slash superstore, you can still buy a copy of Wish You the Best. Oh, yeah. Our full-length album that we put out earlier this year that will that. very soon be obsolete. Mm-hmm. It's a kick-ass album, people. It is. It's We're just not going to be playing album. those songs anymore. Never, and, ever. And the stock of those compact discs will not be replenished. Ever. And the real, the real-ass CDs. Yeah. Like, this is like, we got them made, yo. They're made. They're shrink-wrapped. They have a fucking booklet inside with all the lyrics. Oh shit, people. And, and the CD, like, actually has the title yeah. on it. Yeah. It's yeah. not like one of those stamped down right. paper uh, CDs. It's it's a real CD. It's this a real is, fucking thing. This is what you'll one day refer to as a super divorce collector's item. Yeah. So get it while it's good. And um, we have about... Uh, we have less than 50 of those available, yeah. so 
So Do it. Yeah. And um, what else? Uh, real quick, Super Tokens is a streaming video game show that I, Nicholas, um, I'm, I'm doing that every Monday and Thursday at midnight live on Twitch. And uh, the day before each show, I always share a little... Uh, I'm doing it on a, a straw poll website where I, I share the poll. You get a vote on which game I play. And then I, I stream that live, and you can watch me and, and have all sorts of fun while I sit and play video games. And I normally try to hop on and talk shit, so if you want to talk shit with me, I'll be in the comments. Yeah, I, I try and keep an eye on, on the chat so that I can talk to all the people there. All me. of them. Just me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here's something. Every Wednesday, I'm going to be doing Super Tokens Show and Tell Edition on YouTube. Oh. I'm going to do this every week. Yeah. Because I had fun doing the first two. Cool. And I'm just going to pick a piece of gaming memorabilia and talk about it for a few minutes. And, uh. And, uh. 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 What else? On our YouTube page, subscribe. Yes, because we, we need 100 subscribers so that we can change our URL to a custom URL. Oh. We can't do that until we get 100 subscribers. Until then, you just have to search for Super Divorce and then uh -huh. filter by channels. And then you can find us on there. So do that. And last but not least, Super Scary. Our new, uh, our new horror movie review show. It's going to start this Saturday. So, so uh, tune in to that, and uh, enjoy this episode of the Super Divorce Supercast. Enjoy, everybody. We are not getting a divorce. We are not getting a divorce. What's up? Hello, everybody. Of course, you're listening to the Super Divorce Supercast. Yes. I'm Nicholas Villars. I am Bender. Just, just Bender. To my friends. Which is all of you, I guess. Because, um, you know. It's like, what, it's like a, that, you know, that stupid thing people do with bands where they just, like, shorten themselves to one name or they have, like, a stage name like John Five or yeah. Buckethead. Yeah. But except my actual name is Bender. Yeah, we actually call you Bender. Yeah, it's not just a stage thing, right? So it were it's it's a real life stage name. Yeah, and I guess that's just a nickname. Yeah, but it's also your last name. Yeah, but it's cool to say a real life stage name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I prefer that. So whenever you guys meet us when we're famous or when we finally start playing music again, you can just call me Bender. Are you offended when people call you Zach or Zachary? No, I just. Most of my friends still call me Zach. I mean, it's really just like the band in this group that calls me Bender. And then the internet at large. Yeah. Everyone and then the knows internet there large, is Bender right. because that's what your name appears as. Exactly. But not on Facebook. No, it does Because you say. can't just go by Bender. No, I suppose not. Unless I changed it to Bender Bender. Yeah. <laughs> Did you go by Bender? On Facebook before they made everyone switch? No. No? I never went by Bender until I joined the band. Really? Yeah. 
I don't know. It wasn't like it's not. I don't know. Because I, I thought you told me to call you Bender. Or we you just... said that because we had Zach Madden too, oh, and I was okay. just like, oh well, you guys can just call me Bender. Okay. I like. I prefer it. I think it's cool. Makes me feel cool. If you're not being called Bender, would you prefer Zach or Zachary? Just Zach. But <laughs> my grandma calls me Zachary. <laughs> you know. I never hear anyone named Zachary go by Zachary. Because it's, like, not that cool. It's like a strawberry Zachary. Except for Zachary Quinto, or whatever. Yeah. But, His friends probably call him Zach. Probably. See, no one really called me Nicholas my entire life. Yeah. But I've been using it more lately. (laughs) Just for fun. Yeah. I think it sounds more more esteemed it does it does Nicholas Villars but Zachary I feel like sounds childish yeah you do kind of imagine a mother yelling Zachary, Zachary. yeah so slow down right <laughs> slow down <laughs> don't eat that yeah. <laughs> stay away from that uh, that's so I, that's why I prefer Zach okay yeah that's fine mm-hmm I guess if people want to yell at you, they can call you Zachary. Right. Hopefully I never have anybody yell at me, though. Passive-aggressive. Don't talk to me. Yeah. That'd be mean. Uh, well, it's our first one of these, and it's been like two weeks since we actually recorded one, almost. Right, since we actually recorded, but we're smart and pre-recorded, yeah. so we've still had one every week. Yeah. You Hopefully you've been listening week by week, and yeah. we've... We've not missed anything yet, but uh, the last episode you listened to, we recorded it, um, uh, what, I guess, it would have been It would have been like weeks. the two weeks, like the last day of August or something like that, I yeah. think. So almost two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Anyway, it's been a while yeah. since we've done one of these. But that's because somebody was in Boston. Yeah, I... I went to Massachusetts with my wife and my son, and uh, we visited with family, and Jess, my wife, did a tattoo show, a convention out there, and um, we had a good time. Uh, I beat Bayonetta while I was in the hotel one day. Oh, really? Yeah. While you were there? That's cool. Yeah. Just played straight through it. Like, sat down and yeah. straight through? That's yeah. impressive. I remember I had Bayonetta on I guess the Wii maybe Xbox 360 yeah I think it was on 360 and PS3 I had it on 360 so I bought it and I remember playing it and that's a game I did actually beat and then like I so I beat it and then I probably let it sit for a couple months or whatever and then I was like I'm gonna play Bayonetta again like that game was pretty fun or whatever and I popped it in and just had absolutely no idea how to do like any of the combos or like couldn't figure out how I don't know if I could tell you how to do any combos it was just a lot of button it was a lot of button mashing but I feel like I after I beat it and set it down for a while when I picked it back up my button mashing was not it wasn't chaining anything together I was getting like two and three hit combos and then she was like stalling so it was like it was like two-year-old button mashing yeah not like i can kind of play this yeah and i was just like what the hell like and i i I didn't end up beating it a second time because i just literally 
had the toughest time getting back into the swing of how that game plays. It was really fun. I like a game like that every now and then. Just there's not much to it. Right. Other it's just than, beat the shit out of everything. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, it was a good heaping dose of sexy fun. Oh yeah. I know a lot of people were mad about it when it came out, and then the second one for the same reason. Just because, just because she's a witch that wears her hair as clothing. Yeah, they thought it was too sexy and too focused too much one on of the figure. I, one of the better games Capcom is. It was a Capcom game, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. It's one of the better games Capcom. I loved out. it. It's so good. Just because it's so rare these days that, I mean, I love your open world millions of side quests that you can't stand. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> but it is, it's nice to sit down and know when you're sitting down that if you don't do anything else that day, you can get through it. And that's what I did just because right. I was with Lazarus in our hotel room all day and we didn't have anything else to do. So I just put that in and played through it. And uh, I'm looking forward to playing the second one. I'm upset that like the second one is... Not readily available to me because I don't have a Wii U. Yeah. But, you know, I, I really wanted to play the second one. It's It seemed odd to me that that's one of the games that ended up as a Nintendo exclusive. Like, I feel like Nintendo tried really hard, or they marketed the Wii U as like, we're going to have more mature games, and then like all they came out with was Bayonetta. Yeah, and that was and Ninja Gaiden, but it was something it was very highly um, praised when it came out. I heard it was very good, and so, I'm upset that like I wasn't able to just play it. Like I picked it up like right after it came out, and it came with the disc for Bayonetta one. Mm-hmm. So I'd never played Bayonetta until you know last week, and I played it on the Wii U because it came with Bayonetta two. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to playing the second one because I had a lot of fun with with the original and um i think if anyone's too prudish or stuck up to play it then they're they're giving themselves a bad time it like wasn't even i mean it was sexy but it wasn't even that sexy though it's not just like it shows off her figure a lot it's just her figure though like it's not like you see her tits or anything there's no there's no like there's no nudity no sex scenes no nothing she just like she's wearing very tight clothes i guess yeah she looks like uh, Celine in the Underworld movies. Mm-hmm. Kate Beckinsale. Which there's a new one coming out. I know. I'm super pumped about it. I love those movies. I do too. I'm so no glad. No one ever they... talks about them. Either, no, so I know. And I'm so glad you love them too. Because I remember seeing that in theaters. I probably saw Underworld with my mom. And I believe we saw the second one together as well. And both times we were like, fuck yeah, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Like, you are such a badass. Yeah. Like, I would love to see um, an Underworld Blade movie. That, that would be, be amazing. <laughs> At the very least, maybe a comic series. Yeah, Underworld Blade. That'd be so good. You know, it would have to be IDW or Dynamite would have to pick up the rights to Underworld because they have all of the movie rights for some reason. And then they'd have to partner with Marvel to get Blade over. Yeah. I think they could do it. I mean, Marvel's done stuff like that with other companies before yeah so yeah. is dc so i don't know unless unless 
Dark Horse acquired the rights to Underworld. I mean, and I, I feel like that would make it better, even. Yeah. You know, if they acquired the rights, then I feel like a team up would be, or a crossover would be more uh, in sight, so to speak, you know, because Dark Horse is a little bit bigger than Dynamite and IDW. I don't know. IDW made me a big, big fan. With, I can't say enough about the Transformers series. Yeah, that's true. That was, Transformers G.I. Joe. Yeah. That was awesome. That was... I think I told you I'd put that in my top five. I know, which is which is crazy. You, it's not you have I, a lot of comics. Yeah. I didn't even expect it. Yeah. You know, because I, I remember getting the issue zero on free comic book day. I think we went out that year, and I picked it up at Bell. Uh, I think I have it, too. Do I you? think. Yeah. Yeah. And I flipped through it, and I don't remember thinking much of it at the time, and then just a couple months ago got back into it I was like well I should read this because I got most of the issues and then I went ahead and picked up like the last four that I didn't have and finished it all at once and incredible everyone should read it <laughs> should be required reading in high school yeah I'll just see if they come out with like a deluxe edition or something I'm sure they're going to right now I think they've just got like it's split up into three trades I believe unless you want to get the individual issues yeah which are all beautiful too, so you know. Just track them down. Just track them down. Hang them up on your wall or something. <laughs> piece of art. Um. Uh, shit. I was gonna say something else and I lost it. That doesn't help. Not at all. That helps no one. No. It doesn't help me. It doesn't help anyone listening. Well, either. speaking of comics, this just yesterday. You and I attended Cincy Comic Con. We did. Which was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, big bummer about that, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, God. So, you d- you don't know this. I, I don't, didn't even tell I you. Don't I don't know this. You don't know. We were there together, ben, and I don't know. Bender's finding out right now for the very first time. Listen to his reaction. Oh, God. When we sat down, uh, well, you see, to rewind a little bit, um, my son, Lazarus, and I, we split up from Bender and his girlfriend, Lindsay, yes. when we were walking around. We were both kind of doing our own thing a little bit. You, I believe we walked away for the final time when you were sitting down to, to get your stuff sorted that you were sending out to have graded. Right. I, yeah, that was... Bender that was, was getting some comics graded. Mm-hmm. You're going to... Or submitting. Submitted submitting. for grading. Uh-huh. Anyway, when he was uh, at the at the booth to do that... I took my son, we started walking around, and I was like, hey, buddy, let's find you something to take home. And we did. I got him this huge, um, this huge, very nice styrofoam. It's made of styrofoam, but it looked like high-class, high-quality styrofoam. And uh, very detailed. It was uh, the Master Sword from Legend of Zelda. Okay. And when we went into Starbucks to wait for uh, Bender and Lindsay, I set it behind my chair and lean it up against the wall, and you might recall that when we left, I was not carrying a Master Sword. You were not. So I left it at Starbucks. No, you left it there? Yeah. Oh, son of a bitch. I did. It was $25. <sighs> Fucking badass, Did you too. even, like, call down there yes, or anything? Yes, on the way home. I didn't want to say anything because he asked me about it when we were sitting in the back seat. Uh-huh. And he said, hey, Daddy, I want my sword. And I was like, I thought to myself, fuck, 
I you should have said something. I would have gone back. We were already like 20 minutes. I still would have gone back. Uh, I didn't want to do that to you. You spent money on I it. I know, but... God damn. So I tried discreetly, like, after he asked me that and I realized I'd fucked up, I was like, well, okay, I'll just call him real quick and I'll have him put it to the side and I'll go pick it up later this week. Uh-huh. And I looked up the number to the Starbucks in the... Uh, Northern Kentucky Convention Center, and I called, and it said the number was disconnected. And I, like, Googled it, too, and it was the only number that would come up. I went on Starbucks' website and found that location, and the number doesn't work. So, I was just like... (laughs) So, he asked me again today where his sword was, and I was like, I don't know, buddy, we're gonna have to find it. I don't know where it went, so... I'm, I, I saw it on Amazon, uh-uh. and, you know, just put her check in the bank, so I'm just going to order another one tomorrow. Yeah. It'll be here in a few days, but still. Still. It's shitty. It's a bummer. It is. You know, I... That really sucks. But I was going to say, I actually did not get a lot of stuff at Comic-Con, surprisingly. Yeah, I I left with much less than I thought I was going to. You know, but it didn't I, seem like there was a whole lot. There there wasn't a whole lot to like really buy, like gather. Yeah. Like it was, you know, all of your vendors, which is to be expected. Obviously, it's a comic convention, but all of your vendors were either back issues or like action figures that were just a little too expensive. And in my opinion. Not a very good selection. No, I didn't see, like, one figure that I was like, fuck yes, I need to have that figure. No. Because I've been, I've been on this Transformers and G.I. Joe kick. Right. And I was like, okay, maybe they'll have, like, one of those uh, vendors where it's just like they've got buckets of old action figures. Uh-huh. And I was like, it would be sweet if they've got just, like, a mishmash of, you know, out-of-the-package G.I. Joes uh-huh. so I could get some of those for Lazarus to play with. Because I loved playing with G.I. Joes when I was a kid. I don't know if you ever got into them. I never had G.I. Joe's. The thing that I loved about G.I. Joe's was that they were so, um, they had so many points of articulation Uh compared to, like, the other Batman or Superman figures where all of Marvel and DC's figures, at least from back in the day, they were just kind of like, you could move the legs up and down, you could move the arms up and down, but you couldn't move at the elbows, the knees, or the head, or anything like that. G.I. Joe's, you could, like, twist the torso around they had this little black rubber band inside mm-hmm. that held them together and uh yeah i always thought that was cool anyway they didn't have anything like that at comic-con you know and the first time i think that was my second or that was my third time at cincinnati comic-con okay um and i really feel like that this particular time yesterday it was much, it felt much smaller than it has previously. I really did feel like there were a lot of vendors that were, like, missing. And yeah. part of that was because they had that giant Lego exhibit. Yeah. Which, cool as it was, that area was filled with vendors last year. And I feel like they had a wider variety of vendors as well. You know, I mean, you're only going to get so much at a, at a Comic-Con... And I really do appreciate Cincinnati Comic-Con because they really focus more on, like, the modern comic artists and, 
you know, you you don't you don't always have like like this weekend is Cincinnati Comic Expo, right? And I don't recognize a single name on the guest list at all. Because all of the comic creators that they're bringing in are dudes that were doing it in like the seventies and eighties and stuff, and I'm like, I don't read that, I don't read those comics. The only person is Rob Leefield, who's the creator of Deadpool. But other than that, I nobody. So, for a fan like me, I really prefer Comic Con because it's a it seems like a younger crowd. Obviously, everybody we met seemed was young and kind of an up-and-coming artist even despite their success um but there but still there it felt like there was a lack of stuff almost well a couple people that i talked to um john layman Mm -hmm. from chew when he was signing stuff um he seemed to be giving me the impression he didn't like he wasn't talking shit. He just said it had been fairly slow. I don't think maybe as many people came out as they thought were going to be there. And, uh, and another vendor told me, it was like, hey, how's the weekend been? Well, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that I kind think of deal. part of that, because I was talking to my friend uh, who had a booth there, and uh, he was saying that Again, the weekend was kind of like, yeah, it was like so-so. It wasn't really going places for him and his buddy that were showing. And uh, it's because they just, they smashed these two cons one weekend after the other. You've got Comic-Con this weekend and Comic Expo, well, this coming weekend. weekend and uh, you can't have all of that stuff right next to each other because you're forcing people to choose like okay well which one do i go to vendors and and guests alike well it seems like even if you were competing i i feel like even um competitors would talk to each other a little bit and be like you know we've both got a, a an expo or a con in cincy that we want to do why don't we spread them out from each other so that we both benefit exactly you know, because well, one both, of one of them needs to be held in spring. Yeah, and we'll that way both con would both cons would have a better turnout because yeah. you know people have a little time in between each as opposed to having to pick and choose between you know one or the other and absolutely. that doesn't make much sense to me. No, I absolutely agree. But I did think today. I was thinking about it today, and I wondered if part of the reason. And I don't, I don't feel like it's going to take away from their, from uh, attendees, but I wondered if part of the reason both of these Cincinnati conventions are in the fall is because like the bigger like San Diego Comic Con and New York Comic Con and stuff are all in the spring. That could be. And so that's where you get a lot of your focus and your announcements and things like that. And for some reason, I wondered if Cincinnati. The people who organized those shows didn't want to, like, overshadow that. Mm-hmm. But it's not like a bunch of people from Cincinnati are making a pilgrimage to San Diego no. for the biggest con of the in the country. Maybe it had to do with guests. Like, that, if they hold it at the same time, then they're not going to be able to get people who would rather go and have a booth possibly, or do signings. 
Possibly, but I really feel like, especially Cincinnati Comic Con, which focuses more on, like I said, the new newer artists, newer writers. Lots of people from like Image are there all the time, and um, I don't feel like a lot of them are showing up at San Diego Comic Con. I mean, a couple of them maybe. Yeah. I think Ryan Brown, who we met, uh, might have been there this year, but. Or have the convention in the middle of the summer. I don't yeah. Know, put it in July or, you know, something. I don't know. Seems well, at least silly. space them out a month. Some, yeah. They shouldn't be back-to-back weekends. Bad move. Yeah. Yeah, bad move. But overall, though, we did have a good time. Met some cool people. We got uh, all our, got our shit signed for Spider-Gwen. Yeah. Everybody involved with that. Yeah. That's gonna. That's a good good book yeah that was pretty cool i did get to meet scotty young you weren't with me for that no i was not you you're familiar with his work what has he done he did he does all those baby variants oh yeah yeah, he told me the baby variant guy he writes i hate fairyland and draws it for image he was writing and drawing rocket raccoon for a while too which i have a lot of but yeah i i have met him very briefly Oh, I meant to. Uh, I meant to tell you when we were talking about being in, in Massachusetts. Yes, I played an interesting game with Lazarus and my brother-in-law Daniel. Uh-huh. Lazarus took some uh, some of his toys along for the trip, and one of the toys that he uh, decided to bring was Pui Pui from Dragon Ball Z. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I I feel like I know the name of which he he's in the Boo Saga. Okay. And he's like, he's one of, um, one of Bobbity's henchmen. They end up, they, they fight him like in the chamber okay. when they're trying to go down the levels to right. reach Boo. And he ends up, I think he fights Vegeta. Pui Pui. Yeah. He looks kind of like a xenomorph. He's got that like elongated head. Okay. And he's like white. And anyways, I'm, Kind of minor character yeah. in the pantheon of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. yeah. But he uh, he took him along, and um, Daniel, my brother-in-law, just uh, I guess started doing this little little gimmick where Pui Pui was building a wall out of baby blocks, uh-huh. and Pui Pui turned into like a Donald Trump type character. <laughs> Telling all the other other action figures that he wasn't gonna get past his wall. Oh my god! And so then I I took one of uh, one of Lazarus's wrestling figures, a guy named Great Kali, uh-huh. and um, he's like a Middle Eastern guy. So I like walked him up to the wall and I was like, "Senor, why won't you let me?" <laughs> <laughs> he's not Mexican, right? But he could play the part. That's why it's in funny. A movie. That's why. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so then I had him. You know, he's, he's very upset that he can't get through his wall. And the game was to continue bashing down Pui Pui's wall. Uh-huh. Because he wanted to, to make America great again. Oh, and of course. Yeah. Of course. He lost. Good. It ended up, long story short, Pui Pui ended up in the land of the dead uh, <laughs> in the corner of the couch. Oh, um, yeah. Locked inside of a, a chamber oh. that was like the bag that the blocks came in. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's probably where... Pui Pui, air quotations, yeah. should end up. Yeah. For in, sure. 
in the show and in real life. Yeah, and in real life. And Donald Trump. We don't want to get too political here. No, but... But, but seriously, just, yeah. like, don't. Yeah. Seriously, just stop. We won't... It's no. not a political show. It's but. not a political show, and it won't be, because we're, we're about to move on. Yeah. But just... But don't. I feel like we can agree. Yeah, we can totally agree. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, and, and then, uh, like I said, uh, more, more Massachusetts fun. Jess was walking into the tattoo convention, mm-hmm. and this uh, kindly black gentleman, elder, elderly black gentleman... Uh, stopped her. She was going in, and he's like, "Hey, you look good." Oh my god! She's like, she's like, "Oh, thank you." And he's like, "No, you look, you look great." Thanks. She's like, "Delicious." Oh, uh, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, you know the balls on some people. Yeah, <laughs> to just like. Stop somebody, you know, and it's like I feel like it's one thing to just compliment somebody, mm-hmm. you know. Although I feel like nowadays you can't just compliment somebody because they, f- if you you compliment someone and they feel like you think they owe you something in return, yeah. But you know that being said, some people to just be like. Mm, you are looking delicious. <laughs> like that takes takes some confidence for sure. It's it's nice though, right? I guess it's a compliment. It is a compliment, you know. And as long as it doesn't go past that, right? Exactly. You know, if he's I mean, not I like mind... you look delicious, and then is trying to, <sighs> you know, taking bites out right. of it. But I feel like <laughs> if someone told me I look delicious, that that's cool. Yeah, like I, you know. I'd take a compliment, but I just mean, like, I wouldn't necessarily be the first one to give out a random compliment because I just, like, would worry that I'm going to get some kind of backlash for trying to be nice. Yeah. You know? You always see, uh, well, you don't see, but I always see on my Facebook, it's like, you know, I don't follow anyone on Facebook. Yeah, not not a soul. So somebody will, like, either share or post themselves. I've had girls on my newsfeed post pictures themselves of, like, you know, sometimes it's way out of line. Most of the time it's just, like, a guy will message them randomly and be like, hey, like, you're really cute. And the girl will just be like, oh, I have a fucking boyfriend, you fucking perv. (laughs) Like, you know, but then their profile picture is just, like, tits. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, this is so... I can't believe you would say that to me, like, over the Facebook anyways. Like, just go home, you fuck boy. And I'm like, all he did was, like, say you're pretty. Yeah. You know? I Well, I feel like that's bad. It's become bad. Right. I mean, maybe because some so many people go over the line. People have gotten... Exactly, because the internet... Overly sensitive about just even a nice thing, like, hey, you're pretty, or, right. like, hey, you're cute. And then it's like, well, I'm more than that. Okay, I know. I well, know there's no, you're not. But... There's no filter on the internet. So, a lot of times, girls, and I've seen it, because I've had lots of girlfriends who, are, who have had profiles online, not girls I've dated, but I have lots of girlfriends that have had profiles on dating websites and whatever, and... It is just, like, endless, the amount of messages they get, like, hey, 
you're so fucking sexy, I'd ram you in the ass all night long. And that's, like, yeah. the first thing somebody sends. Yeah. But I feel like the way to handle that is to just not reply. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, part. yeah, you just, you don't, you just... But you, I feel like as the guy sending that message, you have to know 99.999 repeating times out of 100, you are, like, that's, you're, you're fucking disqualifying yourself from the race. It's not going to happen. No chick is going to write back and be like, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. Come over tonight. And the one, or the whatever, point zero zero one yeah, percentage percent of the time. that does get back to you, you probably don't want that chick to be contacting you. That's yeah, She's probably she's not probably the type. Yeah. She's going to give you things. Extra things. <laughs> she's going to give you presents. <laughs> So I don't, I don't know why, what makes people think that she, I think, you know, sometimes I think that a, a guy will do it because sometimes it does get a reaction. Like it gets a, oh, you're such a fucking asshole. And then they, they're able to kind of keep it going for, it still doesn't pay off for them, but they're able to get like two or three more messages in there Yeah, and like piss off this chick and they just get to talk to her and masturbate, I guess? I, guess. I, don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Stupid. But I feel like it's unfortunate that people can't just say, hey, you're you're a cutie. Yeah. You're pretty. You look very nice today. You're very... Like, there's something bad about that. There's something wrong with looking nice to someone. Yeah. Like, it just means that someone is gonna, you know, just try and fuck you. <laughs> it's like, it's not gonna happen. I'm. You can't Most come... people... Yeah. Like we talked about in the last episode most people don't want to fuck your kid right and most Most people people, don't want to fuck you yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're just you know some people look nice yeah it's okay and i think you should be you know not that i'm like running around doing this but i i think that you should be able to acknowledge that regardless of your relationship status yeah like i feel like there is nobody more beautiful than my girlfriend and i'm sure that you feel the same about your wife however that doesn't mean that i can't look at somebody and be like you are a nice looking person boy or girl yeah and i should be able to tell them but i you know but then it just like like i said and today i feel like anytime you say that especially to the opposite sex a lot of times there's an automatic connotation that you're, like, trying to hit on them. Or that you think that's all they are. Right. It's like, well, they're I'm not, I'm not smart, too. Yeah. Well, okay, but I can't fucking tell that by looking at you. I've only I... had five minutes of interaction <laughs> with you in my life, yeah. and my first impression is you are an attractive person. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all I That's got all I know you. about you so uh-huh. far. You may be all these great things, or you might be a shitty fuck, but... Right. At the very least, you look good today. But if they're going to get butt hurt that they that they think they're worth more than just being attractive, they're probably a shitty person because they're just like, well, I'm so much more than just an attractive person. <laughs> I don't mind if someone tells me, hey, you look good, pal. Yeah, I know. It doesn't happen very often. Well, I think the best compliment that I ever received was when I was working uh, third shift at Speedway and um, a group of ladies came in and the uh one of the, i guess the most boisterous one in the group got up to the counter and she proceeds to say 
Boy, you are one tree hill sexy. Oh my god, that's probably the best compliment yeah. ever. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that means, but I, I'll take it. I I know it's a show on like the WB or something, so I'm guessing it's there are James attractive boys. Vanderbeek or whatever his name is. Is that what it was? Yeah, that's his show. I thought that was, um, what was that was called? Dars, Dawson's Creek? Dawson's Creek. One Tree, what did she say, One Tree Hill? One Tree Hill Sexy. Was that Chad Michael Murray or something like that? I don't know. I don't I honestly don't know. I have no idea. I never watched. I assumed ever. it meant, like, hey, you could be on the WB. I guess. Like, that's. I think you're, I think, I feel like if you're going One Tree Hill or, or Dawson's Creek, it's a very uh, classy grunge style, almost. Grunge? Yeah. Like, I don't know. They just wear... I feel like they wore a lot of, like, long sleeve t-shirts. And, like, I was thinking, like, not, 2001 Abercrombie. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's, that's not grunge. I know it's not grunge. It's just, like... I mean, I, I would have been wearing a Speedway uniform, so... I know you would have. I can't, I've never. I can't even say I've only. I'm only basing this opinion off of like three pictures from the TV show I've ever seen. So you're imagining like Kurt Cobain being no, on the not cast. Kurt Cobain. No, 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 not Kurt Cobain. Like, like shitty, like not t-shirt thin, but not sweatshirt thick, long sleeve t-shirts. <laughs> you know, like and and hair kind of done up with gel, but the tips aren't frosted, and then like cargo pants, like angel hair. Like like David Borney has angel hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of like that. I don't know. Some it's not it's not grunge, but like it's not. What if you ordered angel hair pasta and someone just brought you like a plate of David Borney has <laughs> hair? Gross. Mmm. That's. <laughs> Did you ever see the family? It's either Family Guy or American Dad episode, with the they go up to see the Aurora Borealis, but it's the David Borney Alice. Like, no, I've never seen. It. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just like David Borney has his face in the air with all the colors on it. <laughs> I will look that up. Now. It's pretty funny. I can't. I'm. I'm pretty sure it was one of those two shows. It might have been a different one, but it's. It's funny. Um, when you're driving, yeah, on long drives, uh, what do you like to listen to? Oh man, just about. I mean, whatever. I think. Do you I, do audio books ever? Do you just? Listen oh to no, music? I don't do like podcasts or books or anything. I feel like that would put me to sleep. Yeah, I have to do yeah some kind of music. Obviously, uh, and then, you know, that I would eliminate, like, soft or easy music, acoustic music, stuff like that. Mm. I don't know. Just I just kind of, like, pop on whatever, really. It's, it's more like any other time I'm in the car. Do you ever try to do, like, an entire catalog? Sometimes I'll do that, where just... Where you stick with, like, stick with one band and just yeah. do album after album? No, I've never particularly tried that. I'm surprised you haven't done that, at least with, like, MCR. Well, I mean, I listen to MCR so often, and I switch it up often enough. Like, I don't listen to just one album with that band. That's one of, one of, if not the only band, where I will regular, regularly listen to each album. You know, I don't have, 
I mean, the Black Parade is my favorite, but I don't necessarily listen to it more than the others. I still don't feel like I ever gave Danger Days a proper chance. Yeah. I enjoy that. I mean, I enjoy it. I like it. I like that album. I think it's got some weak songs comparatively, but I honestly feel like Three Cheers has a couple weak songs on it. You know, I think I think for me personally the Black Parade is the strongest consistently. I don't particularly care for Disenchanted until like the last quarter of the song, but that's it. That's the only portion of the record that I'm kind of like mm-hmm. I feel like their first is their best. It's yeah, I mean it's in my opinion. It's most excellent. That's that's I can't imagine or I can't think of one song that I don't like on that album. Yeah. I could just let it keep going over and over again. It's a really good album. And it sucks because I don't I feel like a lot of people probably don't even know about it. I'm not saying yeah. that as like a hipster, I'm just saying it, it never got marketed. No, they the got that, so big with Three Cheers yeah. that their first album kind of just got lost. That's got what I think off. a lot of people probably a lot of people probably assume that is their first album. Yeah. You might find out years later that they had something before that and be very surprised. Mm-hmm. And I also thought it was cool that uh, Jeff Rickley from Thursday produced um, the first one. Oh, did he? Yeah. He, they were actually on his record label. Uh, third Eyeball. Eyeball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I remember I bought, I bought that album as a CD and it came with a eyeball record sampler i don't remember what was on it so obviously nothing particularly stuck out yeah i don't know i don't know of any other bands that came from eyeball no there no. might be some that got huge but i i couldn't tell you yeah who. don't know who they were um but i on our on our drive to and fro uh recently to massachusetts and back i listened to two audio books really yeah which I did, yeah, I listened to one when we went last year, but uh, I did one, both were really good. The first one was called Extra Lives by a guy named Tom Bissell, not Tom Bicknell. <laughs> Shout out! <laughs> hey, what up? hey, Tom Bicknell! Lebanon, represent! Probably, probably never hear this. Probably not. That's okay. But Tom Bissell wrote this book called Extra Lives. It was really cool. It was all about basically the importance of video games and oh that's cool yeah just uh, like the importance as it relates to like pop culture or just the importance like for the player okay you know the whole thing is like extra lives it's kind of like going into how deeply people connect with characters and games and um how people draw inspiration from video games. You know, it wasn't really a book that went into too much detail on like the history of gaming or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It was more, it was more of like him giving his account of what games have meant to him over the course of his life and sort of how different games will connect him to certain time periods, much in the same way that like music can take you back when you hear a certain song or you have a certain album that when you think about it, you know, Oh, I remember exactly what was going on in my life when this came out, you know, that that type of thing, but it's something that people don't really talk about uh when it comes to games a whole lot. I'm sure that gamers probably think about this kind of thing, but 
I feel like with gaming being as new as it is, um, there hasn't been much time for people to really realize in a big way, uh, you know, that aspect. Right. And just like, I don't know. I don't know exactly where I'm going there, but just basically, like I said, how, how you get that strong connection and, and a game can sometimes get, get you through a rough patch in your life. If, if everything else is going to shit, but you've got this waiting for you at home, you can Uh sit down and you know that you can kind of escape into another world and it becomes kind of like an extra life for you. Right. You know, something else that you can, you can go into and put your energies towards that's you know, may frustrate you and may piss you off a bit, but at least you know it's going to be there in a way. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever had that strong of a connection with a video game. I don't... I think there was a time for a couple years where I tried to be... Well, not tried, but I just, like, was. You know, I was a pretty steady gamer, I, I didn't necessarily beat a lot of stuff, but I was like, I had a 360 and I just was like playing as much as I could or, you know, but I really, I don't know. I don't necessarily have like a nostalgia feeling for a lot of video games. I didn't own a system until the Nintendo 64. So I feel like there's a lot of people my age that kind of grew up with a system maybe their older sibling had a nintendo or a super nintendo or like you know their parents had one and they just gave it to them when they were very young and i i didn't have that and a lot of my friends didn't necessarily have it either some of them did i remember one of my friends had an atari that we used to play a lot um but really i didn't enter into the fray until the n64 so i feel like I don't know, a lot of the nostalgia that goes along with it is still very easily accessible. Yeah. So you don't necessarily, like, get taken back. It's more like when I play the N64 now, I just feel like, oh, man, this is so crazy. The graphics are so terrible. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, I remember this game being really good, you know. I guess I will say one... One thing is that Super Smash Brothers, the original Super Smash Brothers, even playing it today, uh, that does take me back to when that game came out. I can't tell you how old I was, but I was younger. And there was, um, it might have been before I even owned a Nintendo, there was a girl that lived like across the street and a couple houses up from me. Uh, when we first moved to Middletown and our parents were friends and she was probably my exact same age as me, maybe a year older. And then she had a younger sister who was like right around my sister's age. So, you know, we hung out a lot and I remember renting Super Smash Brothers and taking it over to her house and we went down in her in the basement and like popped it in and probably for the next like four hours just like hysterical crying laughter <laughs> yeah because 
we were putting like the party hats on Pikachu and then like fighting, you yeah. know, and just thought it was the absolute funniest thing, best thing we'd ever played. We used to play Mario 64 all the time, mm-hmm. but Super Smash Brothers like did it, yeah, you know, and I have, I, I can remember that specific instance, like just rolling around on the floor laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing because Super Smash Brothers was so fun. But I think that's probably the strongest connection that I have with a video game is just that one instance, that one memory of Super Smash Brothers. But it's a strong memory. But it is strong. I mean, I can, yeah, I remember it very well. I remember specifically we were laughing so hard because we were playing as Pikachu wearing a party hat. And it's it's fun to think about when you're a kid and that kind of thing yeah. could cause you to have that kind of reaction. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah. It would take a bit more than that now. Right. To get right. you rolling around the floor laughing. Yeah, exactly. But, you know. But back then, a party hat was all you needed. Yeah. You know, because it was ridiculous. I wish I thought things were that funny now. <laughs> 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 I've always been a tough crowd when it comes to comedy, but it's, I, I think it's worse when you get older. Oh, you yeah. Know? I would see people watching movies sometimes where they're just, like, fucking keeled over laughing, you know, and it's like, yeah, I'm just... It's not that eh. funny. No, I don't get all it. The, no. All the generic comedies that kind of get put out nowadays, like Ride Along or... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can only think of Kevin Hart movies. <laughs> uh, what was the one he just did with Will Ferrell um, where he was, like, prepping Will Ferrell to go to prison... Get Hard, yeah, uh, and then he did the one with The Rock, yeah, like in whatever it was. I I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but I didn't see it. <laughs> All of those like just generic, and not only Kevin Hart movies, but like Grown Ups. Or yeah, all the Adam Sandler. Movies Adam Sandler, that come out now. Kevin James, even sometimes I think Chris Rock is kind of in that realm now. Yeah. All those generic comedy movies are just stupid. And they have, like, this, you know... They keep coming out. Somebody likes them. The last thing that really made me laugh like that uncontrollably was Tim and Eric. (laughs) Nothing since then. Yeah. And I feel like some shows have tried to do that. But then it feels like they're just trying to cash in on Tim and Eric. And Uh it's not Tim and Eric. So then that just turns me off, like... They were really the pioneers of that, like, public access emulation yeah. in their, you know, show. And now you get a lot of shows, especially, I mean, obviously, mostly on Adult Swim. Yeah. That are, like, super weird and, like, off-putting, but it's just doesn't, it doesn't have the charm of Tim and Eric. And, I mean, I'm saying that as, like, not particularly a fan of Tim and Eric, but I can recognize... A lot of shit on Adult Swim just bothers me. Really? Now. Because when it first came on... I remember stumbling upon Adult Swim one night, and I was like, what the fuck is this show? And it was Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, God. I and love Aqua Teen. I, I think I was probably like a freshman in high school or something when it first started. And I thought it was hilarious. And then Tim and Eric didn't start for a while, until a while after that. I was, I think, maybe like 21 or 22 when Tim and Eric came on. And that was the same way. I was just flipping through channels one night and I saw like the Casey and his brother skit where Tim just looks like this slightly handicapped guy doing like 
karaoke on public access. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then he always throws up at the end when he's done oh singing. God. And it's just, and, uh, and it had like Weird Al Yankovic in it and just totally off the wall. Uh-huh. But there was a, like you said, there was a certain charm to him back then because they were still kind of like under the radar a little bit. Uh-huh. And now it feels like, it feels like there was a formula put in place that a lot of people have come in and they've tried to like take that formula and just, I don't know, like I said, kind of cash in on it and it feels a little dirty to yeah. me, you know? Yeah. I love Rick and Morty. I think that's a great show, but I don't know. I never got super into like Adventure Time. I, some of the stuff I've seen yeah. has been okay, but that there's like the Uncle Grandpa. Uncle Grandpa. Super weird. Uh, I love The Amazing World of Gumball, though. I've not seen that one. That show is excellent. It's so good. It's really funny. Every Not every episode, but a lot of times they have, like, really clever, like, under-the-radar jokes in there. Yeah. It's... Gumball is, is a great show. I've laughed out loud at, at that before. Did you ever see Super Jail? Oh, yeah. I like yeah. Super Jail a lot. I like that because uh, David Wayne was behind it. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I don't think He's part of the so. group who did Stella. Okay. With like Michael Showalter and uh-huh. Michael Ian Black and David Wayne. Those three are like the, the trio. Uh-huh. But if you've never watched Stella, you have to check that out too. I've not seen Stella. That was awesome. It was great. Um, yeah. So, I don't know, we talked about what I've been what I was doing in Massachusetts. What yeah. did you do while I was gone? I took care of my sick girlfriend. Sounds like fun. That's all, that's, that's literally about it. I don't think anything super fun happened. Saw a nice movie, though. I did. I got to see... Uh, well, I saw two nice movies. I got to see 31, uh-huh. and I also got to see Don't Breathe. Oh, I don't... Did we talk about you seeing no, Don't I Breathe? No, because I saw Don't Breathe on my birthday. Okay. Yeah. What did you think of it? I liked it a lot. Uh, Wait, I know maybe we did talk. We about talked it a about bit. it. Yeah, we did talk about it in the chat. But yeah, like, on Facebook. Yeah, not in person though. No, 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 no. We we mentioned in the chat that we both agree that it was definitely a thriller and not yes. a horror movie. Definite thriller. Yeah. Not I. I have a lot of trouble calling that a horror movie. It was. There's no gore. Not a lot of shock value in it. But. A lot of people have been saying, oh, this is greatest the greatest horror, horror movie, movie of the last 20 years, and I, it's yeah, just not. I don't agree. I don't agree with that. I think there are many other movies that have come out in the last 20 years that are horror, that are better horror movies yes. than Don't Breathe. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we mentioned Evil Dead, the new, the new Evil Dead. You mentioned uh, 28 Days Later. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can think The Witch, It Follows, mm-hmm. all of those immediately are superior films to don't breathe as far as horror goes yeah you know uh but i did really like don't breathe i still i still enjoyed it i mean it's from the team that did evil dead so wasn't quite as good as evil dead but i appreciated where they were kind of going with it i like the girl that's in it yeah she's she's cool but i think i told you one of my big problems with it was they there was such a period of time in that movie by the way spoilers yeah case. a couple spoilers um yeah but there's a there's a kind of extended period where 
I found myself siding with the old man. Yeah. You know, where it's just like, okay, well, he just killed someone, but they did break into his house, and they're, like, trying to take his shit, so... And he's blind. He's blind, he's, like, a war veteran, so... And his family's dead. Yeah. Like... So you, like, want me to side with these people just because they're young and, and kind of... Want to get out of yeah. town? Yeah. And she, and the girl has a bad home life because yeah. her mom's a drunk? I mean... I don't think so. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry your life is shitty, but that doesn't job. mean... <laughs> don't break into an old man's house and, like, try and take all of his money. Yeah. And then then get mad when he is, like... Fights trying, back. Yeah, to defend himself. Yeah, I, I... You know, I didn't... I didn't immediately feel that, like, while watching the movie. But as soon as you said it to me, I was like, yeah, I didn't really, like... I had, like, no sympathy for the, the intruders. Mm-hmm in that film and it was weird because that was the story that was being followed it, well it took that other turn to get me off of his side right you know when you find out what he's got down in his basement it was like okay well that's fucked up yeah and it wasn't and, even the first time you find out it was when you find out why he had yeah that in his basement yeah you know yeah and then what he had achieved Mm -hmm. with that while it was in his basement we're trying to dance around the spoilers i guess i guess we say spoilers and then we're just kind of like yeah we are dancing around it. i feel bad spoiling things i do too because you know some sometimes people are like well i don't care but then and then you tell them they're like well why'd you tell me that's so crazy yeah or then they go out and watch it anyway and you're like well if you would have just heeded my spoiler warning then yeah you you have gotten to see this shocked yeah shocked and appalled yeah which that's yes that's appalling but i i don't want it to take me that long to have to hate the the person they're trying to make the villain yeah because the whole time you just feel like the main characters are the villains right yeah unless that's done intentionally but at that point like i said it's not scary right because you're just you're kind of like get them <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't know i mean yeah like i said i still really enjoyed the movie but i i understand where it was kind of like well eh. i didn't really know what direction they were trying to take do you want me to sympathize with the old guy do you want me to feel bad for the chick Am I supposed to feel bad that this guy gets shot? Am I supposed to feel bad that he's got that in his basement? Like, where? what yeah. am I supposed to feel about this, you know? Do I want her to get away? Do I want her to get caught? Do I want... Yeah. I didn't know. I don't know. Not a horror movie, though. No, definitely not. Not even a little. Thriller. Definitely. Thriller. Michael Jackson. <laughs> I was right. just gonna say, because it's thriller! <laughs> That's... Yeah. But I also got to see uh, a very advanced premiere of Rob Zombie's 31. Rob Zombie's new movie. And? Subpar movie, excellent character. You mean the killer? The killer. Was or the new slasher. The he new... Trying to take the mantle as the slasher? Is Apparently, that what he's doing uh, I heard my friend that I attended the showing with, uh, I went with... Uh, my girl Lindsay, and then our friends Aria and Cody, and uh, so Aria was telling me that Rob Zombie has said 
in like an interview or something that he thinks that Doomhead is sort of the next great, you know, slasher villain. And uh, after seeing the movie, I am certainly inclined to agree with him. I very much enjoyed the character of Doomhead. I want to see more. Where did the movie miss the mark? Um, compared to Zombies' other movies, uh, especially, for example, take House of a Thousand Corpses, because I think House is closest to 31, okay? So, House of a Thousand Corpses, you've got, like, the, the family, the killer family, and they're all crazy, and they abduct these kids and spend the night, like, murdering them or whatever but there's there's this uneasiness or this oddity about them where like they all have these weird quips like they they eat dinner together and then they put on that show you know where baby is like mouthing the words to the betty boop song and lots of costumes and otis is like up in his room and when he comes down, the mom is, like, so excited, like, he never fucking leaves his room. It's sort of that, like, you get that unintentional backstory where, like, you just sort of assume that Otis and his mother don't really like each other, but it's very special. She's still, he's still very special to her, so when he does appear, and he brings that, like, baby in a jar, yeah, and she just like kisses it and sets it on a mantle. Like, what the fuck is that? They yeah. never explain it. They don't talk about it. So there's there's a lot of it's it's a saturated movie with a lot of weird stuff and just like it makes you feel uneasy and you want to know about this and you want to know about that. Um, but thirty one is kind of a streamlined version where a group of people gets kidnapped thrown into a factory and then just chased down by murderers that they kill off one by one and then they send new murderers in you know there's like a a trio of weird victorian dressed people malcolm mcdowell plays one of those characters and they're like the hosts of this ritual uh what's the point of the ritual that is there an that's audience? the thing. No, there's no audience. There's no point. It's just like these three people get together and they dress up in gaudy Victorian fashion with giant poof wigs and everything, and they make bets between themselves with like what looks to be real gold. Uh, but at the end of the night, they just sort of like undress and put on their street clothes and go their separate ways. It's very theatrical, you know? Yeah. Um, but even still, I feel like a lot of the villains were somehow less theatrical than you got in House of a Thousand Corpses. So does it feel more like a traditional slasher movie than one of Rob Zombie's kind of weird yes. movies. Yeah, that's, I guess you can say that by, you know, describing it, it as streamlined. How does it compare to Rob Zombie's Halloween? That's, I feel like that's a difficult comparison because this movie still kind of has Rob Zombie's touch on it. Like, you can obviously tell that he made the movie. I mean, the first maniac, so to speak, that they send in to kill the 
six victims at the beginning mm-hmm. is a Mexican midget dressed as Adolf Hitler. You know, so he's running around yelling in Mexican, giving the arm or whatever, doing the salute, the Nazi salute. Sounds like you brought Kevin Smith in to write it. I know, right? <laughs> and and he has like knives and he has a little Hitler mustache and whatever. And a swastika painted on his chest. Uh, but it just somehow... It, it almost felt like he was trying too hard. But, so the comparison to Halloween, it's it's difficult to make that comparison because Halloween is, while it feels very Rob Zombie, um, I feel like it stays pretty true to the source material. And it's a, it's a really good remake. And so it's hard to compare a remake like that to this original Well, I just meant, I idea. guess in the sense that... Halloween's more of a traditional slasher. Yeah. Um, so if you're trying to make this new slasher icon, how his first movie stacks up against maybe some of the first movies from, you know, the old school slashers that... Right. Now, well, to, to, to make that comparison, you really... It's like you have to cut out all of the scenes that Doomhead isn't in. Because he's in the beginning monologue, and he's the final maniac that they send in in the last two hours of the 12-hour game. So do you think it would have been better if it just would have been him the whole time? I, I would have been better, but it would have been way shorter because he, like, fucks shit up. Yeah. Like, you know, he doesn't mess around. Although, he, it's really... He's fun because he's one of those villains that likes to talk about it all the time, you know? And he has, like, an existential reason for, like, why he's so good at fucking killing people. You know, mm-hmm. and it's great. Um, and the guy that played him just just nails it. Just is it a, a new guy? It's a new new actor. I cannot remember his name, um, but just excellent, most excellent. And you know, I I was watching it thinking like, what would Bill Mosley, what would he have done in this role? You know, because he played Otis in the. House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. And he was so good as that character. Yeah. And I'm just like, he would have just murdered Doomhead. It would have been awful. You like, think so? Oh, yeah. If, like, I Bill Mosley is a great actor. I love, you know, Otis, especially in Devil's Rejects, is an excellent, excellent character. Um, but it just, it was, would have been completely wrong. Was he not in the for movie Doom at all? He was not in the movie at all. Was there any reason for that? No, I just know that Zombie likes to use him. I mean, he's been in I, two of the movies. Um, he was Sid in Lords Hague. of Salem, wasn't he? He might have been for a bit, yeah. Sid Haig is another one that, you know, is in three, I think, of the movies. So, you know, you just you kind of expect maybe he'll return to these actors. Yeah. Um... And, yeah, I, the cast is mostly new, it seems like, other than, obviously, his wife that he has to throw in everything. Which is fine, but she's not a leading lady. Yeah, I agree. I, I like her a lot, but she's not a leading lady. I still think it's it's funny that Dwight Schrute was in House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, yeah, that's excellent. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I feel like that movie gets looked over sometimes 
as far as like its creepiness goes because uh-huh. a lot of people refer to that one as the more I guess tongue in cheek movie compared to Devil's Rejects yeah. and I'd say it is but I remember watching it for the first time and maybe it was a setting too I downloaded it off of, I think I downloaded it off LimeWire <laughs> when I still lived with my parents and yeah. I was in my basement and I just watched it one night by myself you know like two in the morning or something and I just didn't know exactly what to expect and then I watched it and I was just like uh, uh, just it's felt unsettling. like yeah it's very unsettled especially afterwards. like Dr. Satan at the end of it yeah you know, even though he only appears for a second that whole mental scene underground in the tunnels is, is very upsetting yeah yeah so when does it actually come out 31 i you know i can't even i can't even tell you it's one of those like i already saw it it's kind of like a clown which Mm -hmm. was produced by eli roth yeah uh i saw that maybe like two years ago and it just recently came out in limited theater release and then i bought it on blu-ray the other day but it's kind of like it 31 is not coming out two years from now yeah but uh it's kind of like I saw it, and now I I don't really have anything to do with it until mm-hmm. I find it on DVD or something, because yeah. I'll buy it. I mean, I enjoyed it. The only zombie movie I don't own is Lords of Salem. I never saw that one. It's a little... I remember... I think that's one of the reasons, is because <clears throat> you seem so lukewarm about it. And I Everybody's lukewarm like, about yeah. it. I think even Rob Zombie knew that he was lukewarm about it. The cool thing about seeing 31 was there was a a fairly extensive interview at the end of the movie at the uh, presentation where he, you know, was showing questions and he was answering them and stuff. And he mentioned in there that like Lords of Salem was shot in like 25 days or something. And there was a lot of stuff that they had to cut out and it was shortened. And, but that's what, you know, shooting that in that amount of time and learning what to cut prepared him for shooting 31 which only took 20 days and he feels like he got a lot more in because he knew what he was doing and like la da da but I think he he knew he set out to do something really weird with Lords of Salem and then like it didn't quite come across the way he wanted it to so I mean I'm pretty sure he's even aware it's his least it's his uh, weakest film yeah I don't know if any other horror movies have been song titles first. Lords of Salem was a song title. Is that yeah. one of his songs? Yeah. It was on the Educated Horses album, I uh-huh. believe, if you remember that one. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, a not well, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I'm a big fan of zombies Well music. it was a, it was like it had a big radio hit. Oh. It was the was it Dragula. No, that no. was Hellbilly. It was the Foxy Foxy. Nope. The, you don't remember that nope, one? I've never heard it. No? Don't think I've heard that one. Yeah. It was off that album. It uh, came out in probably like 2007 or so. Uh, so, I mean, there were a few years in between that song being released and then a movie by the same name coming out. Right. Which is a interesting trivia tidbit, yeah. I guess. Um, sticking with creepy things... We visited the Dent Schoolhouse for our first haunt of this season yeah. with our fright friends, as you our fright friends dubbed them. Yeah, 
we got a little group together, and we're going to be hitting as many haunted houses as we can in this upcoming Halloween season. Yes. And yes. surprising is it was only your third haunted house that you've ever been to. It was. Your haunted attraction. Ever. Yeah. Yeah, for as big a horror nerd as I am. I don't particularly care for horror video games, and I don't go to a lot of haunted houses. But you're trying to change that. I am trying to change that. Yes. And Dent Schoolhouse was a step in the right direction. Although, you know, and I don't know if it's just my age, or because I've seen so many horror movies, or because we were in a big group. I don't know what it was, but I definitely was not scared at the Dent yeah. Schoolhouse. <laughs> Well, Definitely it's, not. It's it's not really about being scared anymore. Yeah. Like when it happens, it's almost more of a genuine shock. Yeah. You, and all kind of aha, you got me. Uh, right. You know? Right. Because I'm a grizzled old vet when it comes to haunted houses now. But I remember when I first started going to them, you know, I'd get like nervous before I went in, and you hear the chainsaws revving up, and it's like, oh fuck, you know. Right. But now. I'll gladly lead the group, you know, and be the first one in. I've actually found that when you're going with a group of people, um, the first person to enter the room is usually not the one they're going to go after. Right. Because, you know, I guess people are expecting it. Right. But if, if you get the second or the third person through the door, you know, they might think they're in the safe zone because, oh, Uh, they're going to get the guy who's in front and they don't. So there's a whole psychology to uh it. But, yeah, I think when I go now, it's more about the atmosphere and just looking around at shit and be like, man, that's pretty fucking cool. Yep. You know? I did. That's, yeah, I was telling, I, my, I called my mom earlier today and I was telling her about it and how we were just kind of walking through and Kyle and Trinity were just trying to decorate their apartment yeah. with all of the ideas that they found in the house and she was just laughing and laughing yeah. and laughing. And we, yeah, I was like, yeah, we just, you know, Somebody would jump out and we'd start laughing and be like, I love your costume, you know? Mm-hmm. It's really cool. How'd you do that? Like, yeah. It was just not very desensitized, I feel like. And that's the kind that I like. I would never, I don't think I would ever go to one where you have to, like, sign the waiver so oh, people can no. touch you and shit. Yeah. And, like, like, the super extreme ones where they literally chain you up and, like, people are spitting on you. That's so like, dumb. I don't get yeah, it. Like I don't know. It's nothing that I'm interested in doing, you but see some that, people... Yeah. You see articles about that on Facebook, and it's just like, this haunted house is the most extreme haunted house ever. You have yeah. to take a psych evaluation, and the wait list is one year long. Yeah. It's just like... And then you watch a video of it, and they're like, Throwing people into walls and spitting on them. And, and you shoving, can't do anything back. Yeah, and they're shoving rotten eggs in their mouths and, yeah. like, throwing them in coffins. And I'm like, I don't... That's not scary. That's just torture. Yeah. It's not... You're, like, missing the whole point. Why would you subject yourself to three hours of torture? Literal mm-hmm. torture. I don't... Uh. I don't think that's fun. I don't think it's scary. I don't think, like... It's stupid. It's just dumb. In my opinion. <laughs> I t- it's funny because I brought that up with my mom. And I was like, it's literally the exact same way I feel about that restaurant Dick's Last Resort. Yeah. Like, why would I want to go and have a waiter be shitty to me for my entire experience and then pay, like, pay $15 for a hamburger? Like, mm-hmm. fuck that. I will never eat at that restaurant. Yeah. Ever. I don't know. 
I like a good old fashioned haunted house. Yeah. You walk through, look at cool shit, and have people jump out at you. Yeah. And if you get me, good I job. feel I felt bad for like some of those people because I feel like a couple of the the actors that like had lines sort of you know yeah. had to reach for us because we like were just kind of like slowly walking through their rooms and they were just kind of like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not scared like what am I supposed to do like oh I'm, I'm gonna get you with yeah. my chainsaw we were just like ha, ha, ha. Not, not being overly douchey no no no, no. there are we, some people who go in and they just like they're talking shit to the actors and yeah. it's like they're trying to put the shine on themselves and like impress the group right, those people right. are really annoying we, to get paired up with right we were not doing that we were not talking smack by no, any means it's more like we, admiration right we say. were just kind of i felt like we were just sort of staring and yeah. they kept trying to jump at us and we yeah. weren't reacting really yeah. it was more like we weren't reacting to people and i felt bad that we weren't reacting but it wasn't fucking scary so no, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we're probably going to do what the uss nightmare this weekend yeah yeah i'm excited for that that is, if you're not familiar with the USS Nightmare, it's a huge riverboat that is in the water. Yeah. You know, it's like actually floating in the river um, on the uh, the banks. It's on the uh, Covington side, mm-hmm. I guess, of the, uh, the river, of the Ohio River there. And I haven't been to that one for probably... I don't know, I'm guessing it's like been five years or so since I've been there, so they'll really? probably have some new shit that I haven't seen. Yeah. Which is kind of the cool thing about going year to year is, uh, I know Kyle said, referring to Dent Schoolhouse, that they had added quite a bit this year. Right. So it's always neat to see these places step up their game and add new stuff. And yeah, definitely. As long as they don't do what Middletown Haunted Trail did and try to market themselves as a, an amusement park. Yeah. Which, Middletown Haunted Trail used to be awesome. That used to be, like, one of my favorites. Really? And then they did the Land of Illusions thing. It's, like, fucking... I don't know. It's, like, upwards of $60 now to go through all the different attractions. I think it's, like, 40 to get in, and then 60 if you want to do the zombie hunt or whatever. But it's, like... You might as well just go to go to uh, Halloween Haunt at Kings Island yeah, for that price. Yeah, I know that and is you an actual just, amusement park. And then, yeah, <laughs> you can ride the rides instead of going to the haunts. Yeah, just I yeah I, I well I was wondering if we would hit Land of Illusion at all this this year, and I wouldn't be opposed because I literally haven't been since it was just the Middletown Haunted. Oh, Trail. you haven't? No, I've I not mean, been to the Land of Illusion. It's like. I think I, I went several years in a row, and it looked like they stopped upgrading. Oh, really? But the price seemed to be going up, so mm. it was like, why? Right, you weren't really getting something new yeah. for the $60 ticket you were throwing down. Yeah, and you've got all these other ones scattered around that are supposed to be really good, and it's like, well, fuck, I'll just I'll check out some of the new ones I haven't been to. Right. And, yeah, I think we should do that. And spend less money. And probably have a better time. I think we should hit up the Haunted Hoochie in Columbus. I've been to that one. Yeah. Yeah. That one's like, I guess that one's a little little higher on the intensity scale. Uh-huh. You know, the the actors are a bit more aggressive. That one, I don't remember a lot about the actual 
like sets and rooms that you went into, uh, but I do remember they played some really shitty music as you were walking through, uh, and they tried it. It was it was like, I guess they were trying to be scary by way of intensity mm-hmm. rather than how indent there was a lot. A lot of times you were walking through and then just be kind of be silent, right? And you were letting the atmosphere do the work, and. Haunted Hoochie, I remember a lot of, like, screaming and, and guys, like, getting in your face and yelling at you and, you know, lots of loud, annoying, bad metal music. Right. Yeah. Someone just, like, popping out, like, oh, fuck your mother! <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna fuck my, fuck, fucking shove my cock down your throat, you piece of shit. Like, oh, that kind of stuff. That's... Maybe not that intense, but, Yeah. yeah. That that attitude where they maybe didn't have the psychology down. I'm going to be a threatening scare. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're going to fear for your safety. Like, yeah. not, not just be like, ooh, I'm scared. And if you're not, then you're just going to be very annoyed with me. Right. That's That seemed to be the way that the actors there were. But that's, again, that's been years ago, so maybe they've changed it up a little bit. Uh-huh. I have a feeling they haven't. Right. I'd imagine that if that's kind of your your operating right. procedure, that you would just try to get more intense as the years go on. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. I've kind of resolved to just, like, let Kyle decide where we go mm-hmm. because he seems to be the expert. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, like, whatever. If he's just like, hey, next weekend, do you want to go to blah, 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 I'll mm-hmm. be like, yep, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I'm excited to hit a lot of different stuff. I, uh... Um, I think it's, it's going to be fun, and uh, I was proud of myself for not being particularly scared at the schoolhouse, so I felt good and confident about hitting all this other stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, that's about it for this evening. Uh, yeah? Yeah. I guess so. Good, because I am tired. Work sucked balls, so... Dealing with Doris. Yeah, Doris. Stupid. Maybe we can talk about Doris next time. Uh, maybe. I don't Tell know. people about her bordering habits and inability to be pleased with her meals. Yeah. Well, I don't know. People might get offended if I'm calling an old lady a bitch. Well, <laughs> no. They old won't. people can be bitchy. They are bitchy. She is a bitch. That's not an excuse, Doris. You should still be nice when you're old. Yeah. Even if you have Alzheimer's and you're senile. <laughs> you can still be a nice person. <laughs> well, uh, make sure that you come back next week. Oh, I did want to mention real quick two things yeah. that we never got to. One, I think we should have a guest on within the next couple podcasts. I agree. I think it should be Dale. Okay. I think that'd be fun to have our old bass player return for a cast with us. And then uh, we are officially going to be starting Super Scary soon. Yeah. Because we picked out a movie. We did. For our flagship episode. I was going to make sure we hit that on the outro. Okay. So. Yeah. We'll talk about it literally in like three seconds. And then next week we can talk about the first episode yeah so so stay tuned i guess okay 
we'll see you later. Bye. And we're back to say goodbye. Yes. I don't even remember what we were just talking about. Oh, Super Skate. Yeah. Yeah. That okay. starts this Saturday. Right. On YouTube. Yes. And the unfortunate thing is, like I mentioned in the intro, you can't just go to youtube.com slash superdivorce. Right. They won't let you do that. Not until we get 100 subscribers. So if you're listening to this show and you want us to do well, and uh, you want us to continue to have roofs over our heads, then make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Because our housing arrangement is directly linked to how many subscribers we have on it YouTube. It is. Yeah. It depends on it. Yeah. <laughs> very heavily. So you should feel very guilty if you don't leave right now right. and uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Yeah. And you can do that just by uh, pull up YouTube in your browser or your YouTube app and search for Super Divorce, but make sure that you filter by channels and you'll see our little icon. It'll come up there and then you just click on it and hit subscribe and you'll be subscribed. Boom. And you can watch Super Tokens, the show and tell edition every Wednesday and you'll be able to watch Super Scary, our new, what is it? What, what are we doing on that show? We're talking about horror movies, which is going to be bomb. And we're even going to show some some clips, yeah, of the movies. We're gonna, or it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a visual review. Yeah, yep. So, where we uh, gave you a little bit of um, uh, uh, some auditory reviews during this episode. We did. That's kind of a preview of Super Scary. Last, I think last week maybe we gave a little. Little preview of what you could expect of uh, Super Fanatics. Yeah. Sort of, with our comic, you know, back and forth. And yeah. this week you got a little taste of what you might hear on uh, Super Scary. Yeah. So that's going to be starting this Saturday. Yes. And we're going to be starting off with um, Sleepaway Camp. Yeah! Sleepaway Camp! Which is... One of your favorites. One of my and it's a movie I've never yeah, seen. One of my favorite summer camp slashers. So um, yeah, this Saturday, man, starts up. Make sure you get on there and uh, you check it out because it's going to be pretty fucking cool. And uh, we need 100 subscribers. And you can also still go to superdivorceme.com/superstore and get yourself a copy of um, Wish You the Best. I like this accent that you just like picked up out of nowhere. <laughs> so, uh, other than that, have a good week. Have a good weekend, and we'll we'll be seeing you a lot more now. We will. That sounded like a threat. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be seeing you way more often. Get ready. All right. We'll see you. Peace. Soon. Sort of. Death to all! <laughs> Fuck! That's that's an aggressive way to end the show. Yeah. That's Just, okay. Fuck! <laughs> no! <laughs> ah! Super divorce.